welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hello, Ellen. Everything is just great. Great. Today we are chatting about Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross in today's episode. But first, mom, what have you been watching lately? Oh, it's... <laughs> what <laughs> have you been... what I've been reading. I was like, didn't you ask me that last week? Um, what have I been watching? Funny question, Ellen. Ellen and I were just discussing. <laughs> we've been watching a lot of stuff together lately. Um, we have been. I'm trying to think. Oh, we watched a bunch of New Girl. For some reason, we started it yes. episode one, and we watched like three seasons of New Girl, which mm-hmm. that show is delightful. Two seasons. Uh, yeah. Well, I might have been watching some. We watched. Home. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Ellen we and I were together until, yeah. for, uh, for quite a while, and then I... I've been home now for a couple days, so. Well, and we watched up until Nick and Jess get together, which yeah, is yeah, the best that's part. that's what's important. <laughs> and um, then my husband and I just binged the whole first episode of Killing Eve. First season of Killing Eve. Is that what I, what did I say? You said episode. Oh, the first season of Killing Eve, which is also a dark comedy, would you call it? Dark yeah, I yeah, I think that's um, there's funny stuff in it. It's but it's centered around an assassin who kills yeah, people. There's without a lot of death remorse, and, <laughs> but it's very enjoyable. Yeah, fun watch. And that that was under my direction, by yes, the way. Thank you, Ellen. Um, Mom and I also uh, in our last episode we mentioned that we watched Josie and the Pussycats, and we mm-hmm. continued with our '90s early aughts uh, teen movie. We uh, did. Marathon. We watched <laughs> Can't Hardly Wait. We watched Bring It On. We watched The Duff and Easy A. And I think that was all that I could think of. Well, yeah. Um, ten Things I Hate About You. I can't. Oh, yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. I can't remember what we had said on the last week's that we had watched. But, um, yeah. So it was all in that vein. Yes. And watching the movie The Duff, I want them to make that hating game movie oh my so gosh, bad. Because Robbie Amell is just an adorable little darling, and yeah. he is going to be perfect for that part. And he really I want, is. I want that like, movie made now, like I yesterday. know. If you if you have any doubt, I mean, let's not let's not forget that I suggested Robbie Amell and um, I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before, you know, this was... Before we knew. Yeah, before it was announced, I suggested that as casting, so... Yes, you did, Ellen, okay. So we can never forget. Kudos to you. But if you have not seen The Duff and you are in doubt of his ability to be Joshua Templeman, like, I really think you should go watch that movie. Yeah, Just so check it out. Well, yeah. I even watched the first season of Upload, which is the show he's in on Amazon, Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to watch anymore because I thought Ellen would want to watch with me because he's cr- pretty dreamy in that. And, um, I couldn't, but we got, get we were her busy watch. watching new girl. Uh, okay. So we were busy watching other <laughs> <laughs> Those, those, you know, teen rom-coms aren't going to watch themselves. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. Um, 
I've also still been watching a lot of Drag Race, and now Celebrity Drag Race is on, and it's amazing. And if for, like, I know we have some Shits Creek fans in the group, and um, Dustin Milligan, who played Ted, was just on this past episode, and he was adorable and made too pretty of a drag queen. Um, and it really angers me that so many of these men are more beautiful than me. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, honey. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so check that out if uh, if you, if that sounds of interest. I'm sure if we drag queened you up, though, you would be. I would love beautiful. a drag queen makeover. Oh my gosh! Especially like from some of my favorites, I would. You die. would look fierce. Yeah, mom has watched way more drag queen. Uh, things. I watched one. <laughs> oh, we, well, we watched a bunch of stuff on we YouTube. Watched, yeah. <laughs> Um, than she's ever watched before. But um, one other thing I wanted to bring up that um, before we get started, I brought up on the Facebook group, but I wanted to announce it on the podcast as well. So a couple changes for our next lineup. Um, Mom and I, as some of you are also concerned about us, but Mom and I <laughs> share your concern um, and think we want to kind of insert some more break uh, segments for us to have some so, downtime for us. Yeah. So, um, once every month we, the last, uh, week of every month, we're going to either do a movie review or a kind of free for all where we can read whatever we want and then just kind of report on what we've read. Um, and then one cycle every for one time, every cycle, we're just going to take week break. I hope you guys understand that, um, you know, and if we find that it does not work, then we'll we'll figure something else out. But um, this is what we're going to try for the next cycle. Also, um, for one episode every cycle, we're going to kind of do a drawing for people who want to enter and um, they can come on and do an episode with us of their choosing from the next lineup. Um so we're going to do that drawing this week on the Facebook group. Um, if you are not on the Facebook group, you don't do Facebook or whatever, but you still want to enter, shoot me a DM, email me. I'll get you put into the list for the drawing. Um, and we can kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, so those are, we're also going to have a poll on the Facebook group to pick the rom-com or romance movie, doesn't necessarily have to be comedic, um, that we're going to talk about. So um, lots of stuff going on this week and with the next cycle. So yeah, so look out for all that stuff and lots of change ups coming. Yes, for sure. Okay. Today, we are talking about Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross. This is the first book in her new Stay a Spell series. The second book, Don't Hex and Drive, is set to come out this September. We should also mention that Juliet is uh, a co-host on the podcast Smart Women Read Romance, which we recommend. Honestly, I think that of all the podcasts out there, we seem to kind of have the most crossover with them, like in our taste of books. Like, they're also huge Penny Reed fans and all that stuff, so... Lots of crossover there. Um, okay, here is the back cover description for for Wolf Gone Wild. I'm not even going to make a comment. Thank I'm you. I'm just going to go with it. 
Yep. What's the worst thing that can happen to a werewolf? Unable to shift for three months, Mateo Cruz knows all too well. His wolf has taken up residence in his head, taunting him night and day with vividly violent and carnal thoughts. Convinced he's cursed, he needs the help of a powerful witch before he literally goes insane. Evie Savoie, I don't know if I'm saying that right, has always... Uh, obeyed the house rules of her coven no werewolves they're known for being moody and volatile so when a distempered dangerous werewolf strolls into the bar and almost strangles one of her late night customers she's ready to bounce him through the door but the desperation in his eyes when he begs her to help him softens her heart and convinces her to bend the rules what evie doesn't know is that mateo's wolf has a mind of his own and now that she's in his sights he wants only one thing her. Uh, hey <laughs> Okay, Mom, what did you think of Wolf Gone Wild? Ellen, I'm pretty sure I loved this book. I think I also loved this book. Yeah. It was just a delight to read. It was entertaining from the get-go. And um, I loved the whole conversations with him in his head. And I... Uh, you know, it was just a fun story. Plus, there was the mystery aspect of it, and mm-hmm. uh, just it was just a delightful read. I loved it. Yeah. Um, likewise. I mean, you guys know the surest way to <laughs> make us love a book is to make it funny and kind of weird and uh, have a lot of nerdy references, which. <laughs> and- so this one was this a win-win. Win. Check, check, check. <laughs> Grumpy hero. Grumpy hero. Spunky check. heroine. <laughs> check. Yeah. So um, we were, this was just hitting all of our, our sweet spots. Yeah. And uh, yeah, super funny. Like lots of LOL moments. Um, and great, like hero and heroine. Um, yeah, just... A, a love, definitely. Well, I, and especially for a uh, first book in a series, mm-hmm. and yeah, and a, a paranormal, you know, mm-hmm. situations. So we didn't have to have a lot of description. We didn't. I mean, it was just yeah. a book where there needs to be like some amount of world building, and right. she did that really well. I mean, it helps that she's dealing with werewolves, vampires, things that were things we're familiar somewhat with. familiar with. But she still she still has her own like kind of flavor of werewolves and vampires and witches that she has to explain. And then, um, uh, what was the other thing that you said besides uh, first book? Oh, first book, yeah. And there's a lot of characters because you can yeah. see. You can I mean, see things going with. For all her sisters, apparently. Yep. She's got yep. the cousins in there. I yep. mean, there's just a lot of places to go with this series. So, yeah. But lots of people that she introduced. And, um, yeah, I thought, I mean, I did not get any first book-itis, really, from no, it. I mean, so nailed it. Like, great job. Yeah. Um, okay. What did you think of Evie as our heroine? I loved Evie. I loved the whole... Well, kind of bebop, you know, little heroine. I mm-hmm. love that she, her comic book stuff, I, you know, him trying to drag her out of her own uh, shortcomings Head. or feelings yeah. about of shortcoming on, on her own. And um, 
just all of it. I thought she was fantastic. And she was funny, and she was sweet, and she just was adorable. Yeah. Um, So Evie and I are basically the same person, except for all that witch stuff. And that she can draw. I cannot do that. Um, And that she's got a werewolf boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Besides those things that somewhat make up her character, we're basically the same person. No, but like the nerdy t-shirts. That my love language is also showing people my favorite movies. Yes. (laughs) My friends friends used to joke because we were talking about like the love languages and trying to figure out, you know, like, Who's quality time? Who's, you know, words of affirmation? Da, 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 da. And I was like, I wonder what mine is. And someone was like, yours is showing people your favorite movies. I'm like, that <laughs> is <time>. mine. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and all the Star I, Wars stuff. All the right Star up Wars. Bell and Alley. That could, uh, I'm on record saying that, like, if someone said, I know, in response to <laughs> I love you, that would, like, hook me <laughs> forever um i loved how he kind of fit into her tendency to bring in strays and um and i also loved that you know uh i loved about them and specifically in relation to her character that um she is she's slightly insecure about her about her art skills and about her you know magic skills in a way but he never sees that in her. He's like, what? You're like the most confident, you know, yeah. awesome girl I know. And she's like, well, maybe you don't know me that well. And he's like, no, I do. Like, I know that you can do this. And I I loved that that was kind of her journey was um, becoming more confident in both her magic and her, um, her art skills. Um, and yeah, I just thought she was delightful um she's super cute and funny and but still like sassy and um well and i love the calming influence she had on him and and that uh she just fell for him even though he was kind of broken and you know Mm -hmm. she i don't know it was just i loved it yeah i mean and as like a forced proximity trope that is great is that you know he has to be near her and like he has to like rub up against her and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We'll take some of that. <laughs> uh, okay. What did you think of Mateo and Alpha as our heroes? Oh my gosh. I loved Mateo. Well, Alpha had his, you know, good side too. But, <laughs> but I loved Mateo trying to keep his, the whole thing of him having the conversations with his Alpha in his head were cracking me up. I told, I was telling Ellen, I said, it's kind of like Smeagol in, you know, the Lord of the okay. Rings. So I told mom, I was like, I'm trying to, th- I'm like, there's a movie or like episode of TV that I recently watched that this was really reminding me of and I could not pinpoint it. And then I actually went and listened to the, the mini episode that Smart Women did, uh, Read Romance did on this book. Cause obviously, you know, she wrote it, so they can't review it, but they talk about it. <laughs> and, um, and, uh. They uh, they bring up Venom, and I'm like, yes, that's oh, what it yeah. was. Yeah, Because <laughs> um, it is very kind of like, you know, he's having these kind of conversations where he's like, well, you, it's like his id, you know, yeah. is. Um, you calm down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that is what I was trying to pinpoint. And, you know, Tom Hardy, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I loved them, especially together. As much as I loved Evie, I was always just like, okay, I want another Mateo chapter when, <laughs> you know, with Mateo and Alpha kind of talking at each other. Um, and I thought that was great. I loved how quickly Alpha, because, you know, she does have this calming influence on him. And we kind of find out that it's because she's like his mate that he's been right looking for. And, um, and I does love it how- really necessarily have anything to do with his hex or his. Yeah. With the, the Which magic. is what they, they think in the beginning. It's because she's a hex breaker. And so she kind of like calms this hex. But it's more just that like Alpha is kind of tamed when she's nearby because, you know, she's their their mate. But I love how quickly Alpha is just like, yeah, she's ours, obviously. Like, yeah. that's, she belongs to us, obviously. This is going to happen. This is a thing. So. <laughs> um, and I loved yeah. how it, towards the end of the book, he's like, finally. Finally, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. There's just there's just so many. I mean, like, I was looking back through our highlights and pretty much, like, 75% of them were alpha lines <laughs> just because he was killing me. Like, I love after they have sex for the first time and, um, and he's like, she looks so happy. He's like, yeah, I did that. And he's like, I made her breakfast. He's like, sure, yeah, she's not smiling over omelets, though. <laughs> yeah, it was, there were good conversations in, in his yeah. head. There was a lot of funny, funny stuff. Um, I wrote down this line, um, <laughs> his push for a fight was somehow easier to tolerate than his constant commands for me to get laid. And I think that was just kind of, a good encapsulator of all of the he's like alpha either wants to fight or f which i won't <laughs> say that word and the whole book is just him wanting to do one of those two things yeah and it makes for a very fun romance book well especially his protective side who like anytime anyone looks at her he just wants to rip someone's throat out <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah <laughs> Well, and I like that when, you know, Alpha kind of first reveals himself to her and she's like not entirely turned, turned off. off. <laughs> I was all worried that he'd like <laughs> scarred her for life. And she's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> she's like, I mean, I could do without him wanting to rip out everybody's throat who looks at me. But like the rest of it, like I'm not not on board with. <laughs> anyway, yeah, good times. So. Okay, let's talk about this premise for both the series and the specific book. So let's start with kind of the series as a whole. Um, first of all, it really made me want to go back to New Orleans and take that trip that we've been talking about uh, doing. So many because trips. So many trips mom and I have to take. Um, but I do really think mom would like New Orleans and like the history. Mom gets in. Mom gets a, you know. Lady boner for all the history stuff. Is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> I enjoy history. Is that so, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yes, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but I do think that New Orleans is kind of a perfect setting for a modern paranormal series. Because yeah. I, I did take a ghost tour when I was there. That city is spooky is the best word for it. Um and then as the series, I'm 
pretty sure I know who each of the sisters is going to end up with. So I, I did not know Isadora, but I think, she, but she's the next book. And I read the synopsis oh, for the next book. I didn't know and she's the next book. He does get a mention in it. It's the Devraj who uh, Ruben mentions. Oh, okay. Got um, it. So these are just my guesses. So obviously she's going to end up with him. Mm-hmm. And then I think Livy is going to end up with Travis. Okay, I don't know Livy yet because they weren't really in. The I don't book. either, but I know Travis is going to end up with one of them. One of the sisters. And Agreed. Um, process of elimination. Right. Jules Violet, is with Jules is with the vampire. Ruben, and I think they are going to be the last book. Okay. Because I think that it's just going to kind of ramp up and up and up and up to Violet them. and Nico. Yep. Given obviously. And then uh, Clara, Clara is and the and the Grim. Yep. <laughs> so that's. Who I think everybody's going to end up with. Uh, I can see that, Ellen. And then, yeah. you know, we got to have the Cousins books. And I think there's yeah. I think this there's a lot of potential in this series. So to expand. Yes. Um, but yeah, Ruben and Jules is going to be good. Because they obviously, I think they're going to be like the Billy and Claire, right? They've right. obviously got some history. <laughs> um, and then I think it's just going to keep building on up. itself. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, and then for this book, um, I thought it was a great intro. It gave us a lot of um, learning about their magic and how it works without, like, book-splaining it to us. That's right. my word for mansplaining um, in, in terms of a book. Um, so I thought that it did a good job with that. And... Um, like we've said, I just really love the, like, trapped wolf. And I thought that was a really fun original that I hadn't seen, really, um, concept. Oh, I also need to say, I love that she's obsessed with Wolverine and, like, <laughs> how Alpha wants to fight Wolverine <laughs> in the beginning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love how when she does her comic of him, it's him as a man with him as a wolf. I mean, it's... Yeah, like the two like, of they're two separate characters. Yeah, and I thought that was a anyway a fun way to kind of play on it. So yeah, for sure. Um, Mom, we already mentioned this, but how hard would all of the Star Wars wooing work on me? Oh gosh, Ellen, you must have been just dying. I was dying. I was like, yes, this <laughs> would work so hard. It's not even funny. Um, okay, what did you make of the mystery aspect and the reveal? Well, I made that you got it wrong. I did <laughs> get it wrong. As soon, okay, well, you go. You go. Well, um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun part of the story. I was thinking the same way you were, and this is like huge spoiler alert, so if you don't want to know how the yeah. story ends, don't listen to this part. Um, but I was... Uh, thinking the, along the same lines as you, that it was the girl that Missy. worked in his, Missy that worked in his office, and because um, she just seemed like she was overlooked, and uh, she might wind up with one of the cousins, by the way, and um, whatever, don't give me that face. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm considering it, <laughs> but um, she, I could see where she might have had ill feelings. I also thought, like you did, that maybe it was Devin. Was that his name? Derek. 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 And um, 
Yeah, that he somehow knew that she was going to hook up with this guy and he wanted to kind of. Because here's we here here's what we should say about I was at about seventy five percent of the way through the book and mom was at, mom had finished and she was asking me who I thought was going to be it. I said I think it's either going to be Missy. I think she's jealous and you know there's some sort of like tethering spell in there so she's like somehow tethering him to her and it's having this side effect of tethering his wolf kind of thing. Um, or I said Derek could be a seer and he foresaw that, you know, Mateo was going to end up with uh, Evie and got jealous and put this hex on him. Um, However, I... As soon as they... Okay, but let me say, as soon as they had sex and then they ran into... Her at the uh, coffee shop. And then they ran into her at the coffee shop. I was like, oh, okay, it's her. It's her. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of had an idea it might be her. I Because I thought Missy and I thought Derek and I thought it might be her also because otherwise I was like, why else would they have her in the story? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought her of her as a possibility. Um, I wasn't sure how they didn't know about her magic, but then when they explained about her being an influencer and, and able to, you know, push push into their heads that, she was just a normal human being. Well, I didn't. I wh- why am I blanking on her name? What's her name? Susan was it? Sandra was her name. Right. Um, yeah, Sandra. Um, so I knew as soon as that revealed that it was going to be her. The thing is, is I could not for I could not see what motivation Sandra had unless she was like secretly in love with him. But I didn't see. What motivation? Like I didn't see right. so evidence the whole, of that. The whole reveal of um, why she even needed him was Which new to that us. was. It was reminding me of Stardust. You know the oh, yeah, witches yeah. who where they had to kill someone else to make them live longer. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So when that was explained, I'm like, oh, okay, that's fun, and it was good because I did not didn't see, see it coming. coming. Yeah, and so good reveal. Um, and, yeah. I mean, so, Missy was obviously a red herring because she really had no other purpose but to, like, you know, trick us into thinking maybe it was her. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was great. And, you know, we've talked before about how we we love a good little side mystery in the, in the book. Um, and so I thought that was great. Um, I agree. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Let's talk about sex. Here's the thing. When I was uh, writing down questions, well, I was engrossed enough in the book that I was not making as many notes as I should have. So I didn't have as many, like, talking points But for this one. But um, I think that's a good thing. Well, it was an engrossing story, I'll tell you. I yeah. kind of buzzed right through it because I was really enjoying it. Okay, but sex. Sex. So when I was at 75%, I told mom, this is pretty mom-friendly. And then I got to that sex scene and I was like, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to change your tune. <laughs> I even said, just keep reading, Ellen. <laughs> Not that it was like more than you can handle these no, days. It was, but <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was pretty But it does steamy. get rough. Yeah. Alpha does. takes over a bit. Yeah, he does. 
Um, not saying I'm mad at it. <laughs> um, but I told mom, I was like, when the book started and there was so much like kind of dirty talk already happening, I was like, oh, this is going to get out of hand. This is going to get not mom friendly. And then when we talked, I was like, it hasn't been that bad, actually. And then that last sex scene <laughs> happens and I'm like, okay, there it is. There's what I had been concerned about. Yeah, um, there it is. But I thought it was in keeping with, you know, the alphaness of it all. Yeah. And, um, well, just throughout the book, you could see that there was going to be a pretty torrid sex scene coming because yeah. Alpha kept promising us one. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, let me at her. Like, she won't be remembering any of this. Um, yeah, you could tell that was coming. I, You could see the writing on the wall that um, there was going to be a sex scene where Alpha got to kind of run the show a bit more. Um, I was really worried, though, like, when that sex scene was happening, that he, like, Mateo was not going to be there, and he was not going to remember, like, yeah. their first set, you know, their first time having sex. And, um... But it seems like he was at least present enough to well, be aware. And the way she had it written, you know, you could see where Mateo was versus where the wolf was. And yeah. Yeah, it was Well, good. and he, he got to come in there towards the end, but I was worried, like, he wasn't going to remember any of the first stuff, you know, when Alpha was obviously uh, holding the reins there a <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was good. Um, Mom, what was your swooniest moment? I had a hard time with this because I, I did there are not. several. <laughs> oh, did <okay>. not. <laughs> well, okay, you go first then, because I have worse. I that's was one of mine. <laughs> um, that whole first date, obviously the like, Star Wars date, and th- even some of the like merchandise that she was describing. I'm like, yep, seen that. Yep, I've seen that. Yep, I want to own that. <laughs> Yeah. Or, yeah, I own that. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Um, and just, like, having a little sleepover watching the Star Wars movies. Here's the thing, though. Anytime people... Um, I did take issue with the fact that they started making out during the end of... Yeah, what's that? You can't... Like, <laughs> I think if I were... To, you know, like, people always talk about, like, Netflix and chill and stuff like that. And I'm, I've always been of the mind set, like... It better be a movie I've seen like a thousand times and this person that I'm making out with has seen because I don't want to be distracted yeah, during I want to be movie. like, um, excuse me, could you please pay attention to the movie? <laughs> you aren't watching it correctly. Exactly. <laughs> you aren't giving it the love it deserves. Yeah, exactly. So I did I did find it funny, though, that they're making out and um, and he's like, I can't believe that, you know. Uh, he just did that. That Kylo just did that. And you know exactly what exactly he's talking about. Exactly what part about. he's talking about. <laughs> Even though she doesn't say what part. So I respected that very much. Yeah. And that they took pause to appreciate that moment or not appreciate that moment. And he's like, I can tell he's going to be, you, you know, you're going to like him in the end. And she's like, you're going to, he's like, I can tell you're going to like him in the next movie. She says, well, not in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not till the last Jedi. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was all fun. Okay. Do you want to know my... Yes. Because that was one of mine, but my other one 
But you knew I was going to pick that one. But I knew you so. were going to pick that one, and I wanted to leave that one for you. So mine is when he walks into the cocktail party at the coven thing. Oh, yeah. And, and um, her ex-boyfriend is there, and he's being a total dick to dick. her. Yep. And, um, you know, how are your little comics? Are you still doing your little comics? And, and Mateo just walks in, and he, like, uninvited. He's the only werewolf in the whole place, and everybody yeah. just stops and watches him, and he goes and he gets her, and um, she introduces him to everybody in the circle, and he's just like, yeah, I don't care about you. I don't want to know you. And he just <laughs> takes her and takes her out and starts dancing with her, and yeah. ah, it was great. That is the thing, so, and we've talked about this before, but I think, like, as far as paranormal romances go, Werewolf is always going to be my most favorite, because they come with that, like, territorial like you know alpha thing inherent in them and i live for that like i love it and um so you're and team jacob is that what you're saying <laughs> honestly like especially older ellen probably would be team jacob um except think, that he was like 16 years old in the books yeah but you know what i mean I um but you know, like the werewolves come with the grumpy hero alert, like right. usually. Yeah, it's usually um, built in. Yeah, and I loved that with Mateo. He is sort of like well, he's not he a grumpy would, hero. I was gonna say I don't think he would be a grumpy hero if he didn't have this thing going on. And yeah. um, his thing, you know, his curse or whatever it was, uh, was making him grumpy because it was making his alpha be all alpha. -y. So, yeah. um, you know, that's so it was what really well done because she kind of got to use like the best of both worlds. But like, really, he was a super sweetheart. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I love I mean, like usually with a werewolf book, you get that kind of like jealous rage monster, um, you know, and yeah. I do like that quite a bit. So that was that was a good one. Um, okay, let's hear what some of the listeners thought. First, let's listen to listen to what singular male listener Jason oh, had Jason. had to say about this. Hey, ladies, I have to say, Wolf Gone Wild was a love for me. It was filled with the nerdy pop culture references that are right up my alley. And since Gus and I have the Wizard World Comic Con on our to-do list for Comic Cons, I have to say that was fun to have it included in the book. I thought Evie was great from her fun, nerdy t-shirts to her thinking she was Horny Hulk. In a nutshell, I have to say I loved her. I thought Mateo was really good too. Of course, he provided you with both the good guy that was Mateo, but he got to give you a glimpse into the crazy things that goes on in most men's heads. Alpha talking there as the bad boy. So I enjoyed that as well. Uh, I do look forward to reading the next books in this series. Yes, well said, Jason. Perfect. Um, yeah, he he really captures the the male Th id there. I was gonna say thanks for the male perspective on that one because <laughs> who knows what goes on in a man's head? Well, <laughs> we, we're pretty sure. We're, <laughs> <laughs> they make it pretty easy on us usually. Um, yeah. So thanks for sending that in, Jason. Jason was very nervous about that and i thought it was great and perfect. um it was perfect yeah totally um 
Emily says, never read a paranormal book and I fell in love with these characters. The book helped pull me out of my quarantine slump. I'm so shocked by some people who have like never read a certain subgenre. I don't know why this is, but it seems when I read, like whenever I read a paranormal, I get so wrapped up in it and I never thought of myself as a paranormal reader before, but usually these just really suck me in and make me want to read more of them. Yeah, especially when they're when they're done well. Like, yeah. I mean, most of them that we've read, I feel like, are done well. Um, Catherine says, love. Last time we read a paranormal romance, I told y'all maybe I just wasn't into the subgenre. I was wrong. This book was so good. I was sad to find the rest of the series hadn't been published yet. It's also disappointing that so many of the next books were teased, but the upcoming book isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. Because I looked, I read the description of the next one, like, thinking oh it's obviously gonna be violet and nico or somebody and then i was like oh it's we haven't even really met her yet yeah um catherine continues uh i would say that's the only part of the book that had any uh semblance of first book itis if you can even call it that teasing all the upcoming couples yeah that's true but i am in and will read them also i think the cover is really cute and then she added later, she said, oh, yeah, I used to think it would be nice to be a werewolf. The fact that he doesn't have a pack makes the whole thing entirely unappealing. Too lonely, even with Alpha in his head. Back to I'll be a mermaid for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen said, I loved this book. I laughed a ton thanks to Mateo's inner Alpha voice. Uh, I loved these two characters together and the right amount of teasing for what are clearly going to be future coupling slash books. I think it's a great intro book for anyone who isn't sure about stepping into the paranormal subgenre. That's true. This is like, if someone were to ask me for a, a paranormal like, recommendation, I've yeah, never read paranormal, what should I read? Yeah, very palatable. It's not like super world building heavy like i mean i like the cressley cole books but those books get like deep into it's also not super dark and and broody and i mean it's it's fun and lighter yeah yeah for sure um it's interesting though that uh the last writer i can't remember who it was Catherine. uh, Catherine pointed out that he doesn't have a pack because usually that's a big deal especially in these Mm -hmm. books where they want to have continuous books because if you got a pack, you got all these werewolves to pick from. But um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the rest of the series. Yeah, I think she's going to kind of more use the werewolves as these wandering vagabonds who need to be tied down a bit, you know? Right. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> tied down. I, see what, I volunteer. See <laughs> Christy said, I loved this book. I've been a big fan of the author's podcast for a while and was excited to see this one on the list. I haven't read a paranormal book in a while, and this one has me wanting more. It took me a couple chapters to really get on board with the characters, but after that, I couldn't put it down. I enjoyed reading about my state and a city I love so much. I cannot wait for the rest of the series. Um, Jessica says, if I'm remembering correctly, I suggested this book for the podcast because I had seen such great things about it and really wanted to read it. So I'm thrilled mom and Ellen are discussing it this week. I just read the book I held out so I could be fresh for the podcast and I absolutely loved it from start to finish. I have been reading paranormal romances for over a decade and I think this book is such a fresh, unique take on the genre. 
I loved the world building and the development of all the characters from our leads, Evie and Mateo and Alpha, to the Savoie, Savoie, I don't know how to say the last name, Savoie sisters and Ruben and Nico. I'm also not going to lie, I may be in love with Alpha. <laughs> he was dirty and funny and blunt and added so much depth and interest to the story and to Mateo as a hero. I really liked the development of the relationship between Mateo and Evie and thought their chemistry and slow burn worked incredibly well. I also loved all the comics and pop culture references. How great is it when Evie tells Mateo that she loved him and he responds, I know. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> and then she says, did you just quote Star Wars to me? <laughs> yeah, that would kill me. <laughs> and I really appreciated that this paranormal romance was lighter and funnier than many others that I've read. In fact, I think this book would be a great gateway book to paranormal romance uh, for a newbie because of its humor, the great character work, and world building. It never felt tedious learning about vampires, witches, and werewolves. And the compelling relationships between Evie and Mateo, a couple I loved and rooted for. I am now counting down the days until book two in the series uh, in the series releases. Oh, I forgot to add, this is the one book I would love to listen to in audiobook form. I think the right male narrator could really bring Alpha to life. Um, hello, it's not in audiobook form. Yeah. I looked for it. Because I, I told mom, I was like, this one would be really fun in audiobook, just because the bouncing back and forth, I think, would right. be fun and in audio. get some gr- gr- sexy, growly voice for Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Clara said, I loved it. The cover is amazing. I do really like the cover. I do like the I share too. a name with one of the sisters. It was weird to read my name in a book. That never happened before. That doesn't happen to me very often either. And there was one book where there was an Ellen and it there was, was an Ellen. I remember there was an Ellen that was E-L-L-Y-N, which we thought was crazy. Yes. It was a historical. Um, yes. My name's popped up a few times. Yeah. And Jules um, is actually, Jules, yeah. that's one of my nicknames. <laughs> there you go. That's what my husband calls me all the time. Um, Natalie says, I don't really have anything else to add that hasn't already been said. I loved this one and had so much fun. I love the world and can't wait to dive into the rest of the series when it comes out. Also, as far as paranormal romance goes, I think werewolves just really do it for me, which is a funny thing to realize about yourself. <laughs> she says, however, I am dying to know more about Ruben, so maybe I will finally find a vampire that does it for me, too. Happy faces. Um, and then finally, we have um, Nara, who sent in a audio recording. So let's take a listen to that. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Mom. Hi, everybody. You guys are great at suggesting and picking paranormal books for this podcast. I had so much fun with this book. All the arguing between Mateo and Alpha about Evie. So great. At some point, I was just so hooked by the story that I didn't care about them falling in love. I just wanted to know what was behind the curse, who was behind the curse, actually. And can't wait to read all the other books. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Nara. We love we love our little Nara. Um, I uh, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, the romance they. It's almost, I don't want to say secondary because it's still obviously the main thrust of the book, but um, they do. I see what you did there, the main yeah, thrust. Yeah, you see what I did? Yeah. <laughs> they do like get together and are obviously like on board pretty early on. So then it does become much more like mystery centric in, in trying to figure out like your your attention as a reader then kind of shifts over to like figuring out who 
put this curse on him. Well, and the whole curse thing, too, is actually a good way for, um, to give the book more of a slow burn because it has them putting off the whole sex thing. Like, on the mm-hmm. first date, he doesn't want to just jump her bones on the first date kind of thing. You know, well, the Star he does, Wars date. but he holds Well, he wants to, off. but yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, so the curse kind of builds up into helping their relationship kind of grow and develop before they actually hit it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks for sending in all of those thoughts, um, both audio and textual. Um, Mom, any final thoughts from you on Wolf Gone Wild? Um, no. My only final thought is that it, it was, I loved it. It was a f- super fun read. I'm looking forward to reading more in this series and more from this author. And... I have a final thought about I love getting the voice yeah when, when people send us in their Me comments too, because my voice gets tired reading all of them. <laughs> um I'll also say Jessica was the one to um one of the Jessicas was the one to um recommend this book uh, as she had heard good things about it it didn't it was not very high on the poll but I do like to have kind of one at least one paranormal every reading cycle um so i did move this one up after reading some about it because i i had i was not familiar and so thanks to her for recommending it and yeah definite win and it sounds like it was a definite win for all of you as well and i'm glad that we were able to to fit this one into the schedule because i thought it was a lot of fun and i'm definitely I know I say this all the time, but I'm definitely going to read the rest of the series, even if it's <laughs> audiobook or somewhere Well, in the if we get a little break now and then, it's easier, because that's the biggest problem with our reading schedule, is that I'll read a book and I think, oh, I want to read the rest of the series, but then there's never a chance to fit mm-hmm. in the rest of the series. So Yeah. Um, but we're definitely looking forward to, to reading more about this one, and... Um, seeing if all of my predictions are correct with who oh. ends up with who. Um, I think I am right, but, you know, we'll we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On May 18th, we will be discussing Rules of Engagement by J.T. Geisinger. Now, J.T. Geisinger has a pretty good track record on this show, so we're, we're excited to see... We did love our last one that we read by her. So we're excited to see this one. Um, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. Okay. Thanks, Mom. You are welcome, Ellen. I should also say we're recording this on Mother's Day, so... Happy Mother's Day to mom. Thanks, Ellen. And thanks to all of you out there in the group that, you know, have adopted me as your mother. (laughs) Yes. And to all of you who are our fellow mommies out there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay. We'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.